Good morning, everyone. Good to see everyone here. Um, welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. A few of you guys saying uh, it's a great morning wherever you are. It's a bit rainy and miserable where I am today. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Um, good to see you guys jumping on this morning. And as always, Alexis, yep, it's a good day to chat about property. Um, we're a bit of all of a crazy crew here, so uh, you're in the right place. Uh, Rosita, no problem. Let's catch up. it be great to see you again. Good to see everybody. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat, the thing we do uh, most days, weekdays, Monday to Friday, 8.05-ish, most weekdays. Um, hopefully you're having as good a day as uh, Nicole and Alexis and others uh, in more uh, sunny circumstances. But anyway, the weather, uh, as always, an interesting Talking point, no matter where you are in the world, isn't it? Hey, but today we're going to talk about real estate. More, more importantly, well, more accurately, we're going to talk about lending and the banks and uh, some interesting things uh, going on. And it's uh, you know top of my newsfeed at the moment, uh, top of my vision at the moment. Um, and uh, I thought we would uh, chat about those ones this morning. Um, so yeah, hopefully you're all awesome and well. I think I did it before, but if anyone's new. Um, you know, say hello uh, in the chat. Jason Witten's my name. Been property investing uh, over 20 years. I think it's 22 years, I think now. And uh, helping property investors across Australia and New Zealand, maybe just like you, over 18, uh, coaching uh, people on how to create, you know, a good quality property portfolio. We've got a couple of sayings around here, a couple of sayings, two very important things as part of our ethos. Buy well, never sell. What's the point of selling real estate uh, if you're buying something for positive cash flow in the future? I don't get it. I, I don't understand. But anyway, that's not my rant today. <laughs> Why buy and sell? It's stupid. It's a stupid idea. You're creating wealth. Um, the other one, hey, this thing's a marathon, not a sprint. It takes time. It takes time to build wealth out of real estate. Matter of fact, it takes time to build wealth out of anything. Um, uh, but uh, real estate particularly takes a bit of time. So relax. Be uh, focused but not uptight. That's what I say. Great to see uh, a few extras jumping on. Nick and Sean. Nicole's ditching work and is going to golf. That's the way. <laughs> there you go. Hey, good morning, Nigel. Good to see you, mate. Thanks for jumping on the live uh, all the way from Adelaide. How's it down in Adelaide? I hear Adelaide's going pretty well from a real estate point of view at the moment. So, uh, yeah, there you go. So, listen, it's an interesting thing right now. Uh, yesterday, I think I told you guys, uh, my uh, I'm building a, a house up in Brizzy at the moment, and my builder called me yesterday and said, hey, listen, you know, bloody hell, this, this, these pricings, uh, the supply chain, she's pretty tough at the moment. Let me, uh, you know, I have to, you know, increase the price a bit. And we talked about it, and he's a genuine guy, known him for over a decade. I said, yeah, no problem, mate, I don't want you to go broke. Um, but the interesting thing right now is like uh, what sometimes we think is a positive, right? So we go, oh, the market's booming. Uh, 
ends up having some other adverse effects. You know, the, the market's kind of out of balance. Um, and that's that's perfectly normal. That's perfectly fine. What's going on? There's more work than uh, materials and people at the moment in the construction industry. And uh, it's very difficult to get specific, you know, uh, supply of materials to build properties. Um, and the other one that's, uh, that's going to mess with our mojo in the short term is going to be the supply of money. So the supply of uh, our access, your and mine, uh, access to cash or more importantly, lending, leverage, because um, for all of us, unless you're sleeping on a big bag of cash under your pillow um, or if you've got cash in the bank, which is a stupid place for it, team, all right, what are you getting in the bank? Nothing. Uh, we're going to talk about that today. Tell me what, tell me, if most of you guys uh, get this and understand this, why why do people put money in the bank? Tell me, team. Tell me right now. Give, give me a word. What word comes up? And and it's, you know, I don't think it's the right word, but what word comes up when we uh, think about, oh, I better put my money in the bank? Um, tell me the word that we, we're socially... Um, the social illusion of uh, putting money in the bank um, that comes up for people. Because, you know, what we all must understand is the the sum of our efforts, the exchange, you know, we all have um, some uh, something that we do, either job, career or business. We go and exchange some time for money. And that money in cash, um, yep, there you go, Nick. Now oh, it's safe and it's secure. Safe and it's Secure, um, and it's an interesting one, isn't it? Safe and secure. Safe for who? That's my question, team. Safe for who? Safe for who? Because uh, what I can tell you, it's actually not safe for you, by the way, because that cash, which is meant to be making you more cash, um, is actually devaluing. So how is that safe uh, and secure? And Michelle, a place of storage. Yes. A place of storage. And these are the words. It's a misconception. You're dead right, Lukacs. Um, it's a misconception. It's a misunderstanding about the lending world. Uh, and it is what it is, but it's kind of opening, you know, taking off these rose-colored glasses, team, and understanding what's going on and working out, working out whether you want to do something about that or not. It, and it's not... It's not the end of the world. Uh, we have a um, a reliable banking system in Australia. What it does is it allows you to put some money in a place, um, which is not that advantageous to you from a return point of view. Matter of fact, it's negative because you put the money in there. Uh, it earns less than inflation, by the way, which is negative. And just get this: if I if I said to you right now, hey, listen. You should buy an investment that loses you money guaranteed every single day. Guaranteed loses you money. If I said that to you right now, would anyone buy it? Would any of you guys buy it? And if I said, listen, it's an absolute guarantee you're going to lose money. Absolute guarantee you're going to lose money. Um, but the good thing is um, it'll, be, it'll be always there. You can see it and you can get access to it. Um, and uh, you might lose the money, but it's a guaranteed um, you won't lose the capital, but it's a guarantee 
the money will slowly depreciate, but you can see it and you've got access to it and, you know, et cetera. It, like, you, you guys would think I'd be insane. If I did a podcast and going, yeah, you should, you should lose money on this thing because it's safe and secure. What? That's what the banks do. A savings account, which should be renamed a losings account, is what happens when you put money in a bank account. Um, we all know a better place to put it is in an offset account. And we all know a better place than an offset account is in an investment. Rich people have their money moving around. Anyway, I'm a bit off on a tangent today, but there you go. They profit. When they have your cash, ladies and gents, they are making profits. Um, it's profits, profits, profits. All right? Um, and uh, the banks have just announced record profits again. How's that? How's that? You know, big disaster. And they're making record profits. And they're putting up their interest rates. Yeah, mad, crazy. Anyway, let's talk about it. So APRA. APRA's been stomping around right now, uh, as they have been for a few years. I think they're personally, uh, oh, anyway, I'm not going to launch into that one, but they're not doing any of us any favours and they're going to cause some more problems. But what one of the things, Things that uh, that APRA is uh, uh, making the lenders do right now, which is, I think, pretty stupid. Um, but uh, what they're attempting to do is have some sort of restrictions or disadvantage to the lenders to lend what they call more risky lending. All right, so let's let's have a look at this. So, so the Prudential Regulator has finalised changes to the bank capital regime. Okay, what, what does that mean? We're going to talk about that in a second. That will make it less profitable to lend to property investors who make interest-only repayments. All right, all right. Let's break this down a little bit. What does that mean? Okay, now um, when we when they talk about the capital regime. Okay, capital. If um, if banks lend us some money, they have to hold a amount of capital as security. So, what do you reckon? As a percentage, as a percentage um, of security capital, like you know, when we get a loan, when we borrow money from a lender, and they go, "Oh, we're going to use the house as security." What sort of loan-to-value ratio does the lenders uh, do the lenders offer us, team, ladies and gents? Uh, chuck that in the chat. Um, but, you know, usually it's between sort of maybe 80 and 90%. There, there can be 95% um, if you're first home buyers and stuff like that. But these days, you know, 80 and 90%, right? Yeah, Bob, 10% down, right? 10% down. So from a security point of view, and and the security is offered as the bank, as the as the house, right? So you got 90% of the house and you need to put in 10% in cash. Okay? Um oh, looks like my little iPad's gone and done a little weirdo thing again today. That's quite annoying because I had some good stuff going on on this. I'll try again. All right, let me let me have a quick look at this team. I'll go back to my main. 
I see if my my uh, my sharing. I had so much to show you today. I've uh, maybe there's some updates that might be uh, might not be um, doing their thing as we go along. So you know, if you are putting money in uh, a bank account, so you know, we now have the house being used as security. Plus, you had to put some cash in, ten percent. So over here, let's say that was a five hundred thousand dollar loan, team. $500,000 loan, it, the bank lending you some money, okay, and they, they say, all right, you can have four fifty dollars as a loan. They have to hold security. What is their security for them to underwrite that $450,000 loan? Tell me. And I'm, this is kind of like a bit of a convoluted question, but what's their security, ladies and gents? How do they secure that they are um, financial enough to lend you some money? Okay. So they have to hold a certain amount, and it's around about 10%, but it's not, it's not as exact as this, but call it 10%. They have to hold 10% uh, in cash in... Their capital regime, they have to have backup capital. Um, yep, 10 to 1, Bob, that's it. They have to have backup capital, like, uh, and they have to show it to, you know, the, the, the regulator and the institutions to show, hey, we've got enough capital to, to be safe lending money, okay, um, which, is, which is about right. That's, the, that's when the word should apply, ladies and gents. The word should apply. Are they safe enough to lend us money? Not they're safe to put our cash in the bank. So what happens? What happens now? And and let's, like, don't miss this bit. Don't miss this bit. They don't have the cash. They don't have billions and trillions of dollars of cash sitting around just to go, or I'll store that away. I'll put that over there um, and not do anything with it. Where do they get their cash? Team, tell me, whose cash are they using? By the way, because they're not using their own cash, who's there's two places they go get cash from. Tell me where they get it. All right, I'm going to write this in red. All right, there's one place they get it from you. And where do they? Yeah, they're using your money. So you put money in a, a fixed term deposit. You make a principal payment. You make a principal payment on a mortgage. They use that as ec- that equity as their security is cash, they've got your house as security and you're making extra principal payments. So you're making them safer to lend you money so you can put your cash in their bank account and earn nothing from it. Yeah, exactly, Nick. And they charge you interest to borrow our own money. It's a, it's, it's a crazy system, all right? Now, I'm not complaining about the system. I'm just highlighting what it is. What we have to be is smart at how we make the most of the system because I can tell you leverage, I love leverage. I love the ability to borrow money at 3% and make 15% on that money, make 8% on that money, right? That's what I love. Nothing wrong with that. That's a fair exchange, but you must understand what's going on with our cash in the system. So there's you and where else do they get the money from? Oh, they cry poor to the government, oh, we don't have enough money. Can you guys give us some money? 
What a bunch of it's a it's a rot. It's a rot. Anyway, there you go. No wonder they make a billion, billions and billions and billions in profit, team. All right. So how does this occur? How did how did that occur? And uh, today I wanted to talk to you about just quickly. We've got a few minutes left. Bank like bank lending and non-bank lending. All right. So there's in Australia there's a couple of different versions of the world. One, the bank lending. It falls under the regime of APRA, okay, and the regulators. And then there's non-bank lending, uh, which still has some regulation but not as much because most banks are deposit um, deposit keeping institutions. I think they're called D-something-I's or whatever. I can't remember the acronym. Um, if one of you guys remember, remember the acronym, chuck it in the chat. Um, D something eyes or something, um, deposit keeping institutions or something like that, right? So if 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 you hold deposits of people's money, then you have to um, work under certain one certain regime, and and if you don't, you have to uh, you get to um, work under another regime, basically, banks and non banks, etc. Um, so let me ask you a bit of a question. Uh, you guys have heard the Reserve Bank of Australia, right? The Reserve Bank's meant to be an independent bank and it's sort of government, government run and whatever it might be or, or an institution. Does anyone, does anyone know um, where the Reserve Bank came from in Australia? It's pretty well the same around the world, but anyway. Um, anyone know where the Reserve Bank came from in Australia? The Reserve Bank. The Reserve Bank is managed um, in Australia, helps with, uh, monetary policy and government things and all sorts of stuff. But anyone know where it where it uh, where it started? Chuck that in the chat for me if you do. Because for many of us, we don't understand how our system got created or the system we play in, and so we don't really understand the rules, do we, when it comes to this world of um, institutions? So check uh, check this out. Commonwealth Bank, our first, one of the first banks in Australia, first Australian banks. Uh, I'll make that a bit bigger so we can see. Um, the Commonwealth Bank started out as its own little thing and then at some point um, turned into the Reserve Bank of Australia, all right, England. Uh, Bob, yeah, maybe maybe it did come from um, England uh, in, that, in that sort of sense, but... Uh, you know, the Commonwealth Bank, maybe um, that's how it sort of got named. But, you know, have a look at this uh, as today, right? If you look at the evolution of that bank, you know, the ComBank started out and ended up with two different um, institutions and one of them ended up becoming the Reserve Bank of Australia and the other one became the Commonwealth Bank we know today, okay? So... When we think about money, where it came from, and the banks and the institutions, the banks and the institutions, those large institutions, have uh, are used as tools, economic tools, by the government. And um, both you and I know we've we've talked about this before. The number one risk we have in investing uh, is just crazy politicians, and um, you know the politics and the um, policy makers. Just doing stupid shit. They do stupid shit all the time. All the time. You guys you guys know this. We've chatted about it before. Um, so the ComBank, 
of Australia uh, turned into the Reserve Bank of Australia. <laughs> so you're thinking, what? What's going on there? But anyway, all right, well, let's just have a quick look at, you know, bank and non-bank lenders, all right? So when you have a look at this list, and this is not an exhaustive list, by the way, I just quickly grabbed one um, grabbed one off of, um, off of the internet. You look at a, a few of the banks. You've got, you know, the ANZ Bank. You've got your Westpac Bank. You've got your NAB and you've got your ComBank. They're your main banks that you know of, right? They're your main four. They're the big four. And then you've got, you know, uh, a few others that, you know, you might not know uh, about. You know, think banks like Macquarie and St. George is actually owned by, uh, um, not not NAB, by Westpac actually. Um, um, and, um, you know, Adelaide Bank and, and so on, right? So you've got a few other banks that are kind of, you know, second-tier banks. But then you have what's called non-bank lenders uh, or um, banking societies or um, um, credit unions and and stuff like that. So there are actually, team, uh, 100 at last count, um, 113 lenders in the marketplace, uh, you know, uh, first, first and second tier lenders in the marketplace. There's lots of other lenders as well, private lenders. What's going to happen uh, is if these lenders here, let's say this is the bank, and you want to get an interest only loan, they're going to charge you, let's say, five percent for interest only. But if you're looking to get a principal interest loan, they might charge you three point five percent, right? You go and do the math, and and maybe um, maybe in, in the coming days I might pull the math out um, and have a quick look at this as well. But if you look at the bank, the actual cash, um, the actual cash from that going out of your pocket, you know, often is about the same. Um, maybe sometimes um, a little bit more or less, depending on what you're up to. The issue for me and the issue for you is that the payment here might be 1500 and 500 right so you're giving 500 bucks back to the bank you're giving your capital back to the bank okay and we've all talked about this not this being um not a good idea when it comes to give your cash back to the bank we've all talked about an offset account right um we put it in our own offset account you can still pay interest only and make the extra payment into your own offset account, okay? So for me, I think uh, I think I might actually do a little bit of a deep dive on that one because I think I've done it once or twice before. But when it comes to the future pricing of lending, when the interest rates um, in a year or two become a little bit more competitive and the APRA and the regulators – up here, the regulators start making the banks charge more for certain lending. The non-bank lenders become very competitive for us as investors team. And uh, that would be certainly worth understanding as we rolled forward. All right, well, a um, couple of technical difficulties again today, which is a bit of a bummer. I might have to update something somewhere by the look of things, but we got through this time. Might just call that done and dusted as a wealth coffee chat. Uh, I got a little bit, uh, 
little bit waylaid along today, but hopefully that made sense. The regulators out there, our banking system is not designed for you and me. Um, and uh, what we must do as investors is understand where are the sources of our lending going to come from when things change. And thankfully, in Australia, there are actually quite a lot of sources of, of lending, unlike places like New Zealand, where there's not that many, seven or eight, um, compared to 113 in Australia. Anyway, there you go. Wealth Coffee Chat, done and dusted, team. Um, you guys be awesome and well. Let's call it done for today. All right. Join me tomorrow for another Wealth Coffee Chat around about the same time, 8.05-ish. Um, there you go. Thanks, Miles. Thanks, Alison. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Michelle and Nick and everyone else. Lord Cash and Natasha and Alexis, Nigel, Chris. Nicole, anyone who's still here, Nicole's already gone golfing. Anyway, there you go. Adios, team. Have a good day. Bye-bye.